Welcome to Global Dispatches, a podcast about foreign policy and world affairs. I'm your host, Mark Leon Goldberg, editor of UN Dispatch. And in this show, we discuss topical global issues, have conversations with foreign affairs thought leaders and newsmakers, and give you the context you need to understand the world today. Go to globaldispatchespodcast.com to learn more. And now on with the show. In the middle of September, as in every year, the UN General Assembly, better known as UNGA, convenes at UN headquarters in New York. This is, of course, the annual summit of hundreds of heads of state who come to the UN to meet each other and address the world. But what distinguishes the UN General Assembly this year is a series of key events and meetings focused on climate change. And of these events and meetings, the most high profile is what is known as the UN Climate Action Summit. This will take place on Monday, the 23rd of September, and today's episode is dedicated to explaining just what the Climate Action Summit entails. On the line with me to discuss the significance of this summit and what it hopes to achieve is Cassie Flynn. She is the Strategic Advisor on Climate Change in the Executive Office of the UN Development Program, UNDP. She is someone who's been involved in aspects of planning the summit, and in this conversation, she offers a curtain raiser for the summit itself and discusses some of the broader expectations for this event. The Climate Action Summit at the UN is the capstone to several climate-related events happening in New York and around the UN. This includes a Youth Climate Action Summit, which will feature young leaders from around the world. And in our conversation, we discuss how these events relate to each other and directly relate to the Paris Climate Accord. Today's episode is being published as part of Covering Climate Now. This is a global collaboration of more than 250 news outlets to strengthen coverage of the climate story. Global Dispatch's podcast and UN Dispatch are both members of this collaboration and very proud members at that. You can expect some great climate coverage coming in the weeks and months, not only from this podcast and on UN Dispatch, but from many outlets around the world. As always, if you have questions or comments or want to get in touch with me, please use the contact button on globaldispatchespodcast.com. I love hearing from you guys. And now here is my conversation with Cassie Flynn of the UN Development Program. Looking for a trustworthy podcast to bring you unfiltered viewpoints and experiences on global health? Tune into Global Health Matters, the podcast that connects silos and amplifies diverse voices to give you a holistic picture. Each month, Dr. Gary Aslanian from the World Health Organization hosts discussions with guests spanning former ministers of health, award-winning journalists and authors, and frontline public health workers. Join listeners from across 180 countries for an exciting Season 4, launching in June. Global Health Matters is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So the UN Climate Action Summit comes at a really, really important time. And, and there's a few reasons why the United Nations Secretary General has, has called for it in September of 2019. Um, and the first is that, you know, under the Paris Agreement, countries around the world 
agreed to each put forward their own national climate pledge. And this was really important because this was it was really revolutionary in the climate world that every country in the world, large countries, small countries, big emitters, small emitters, no matter where you were, you had to put forward the your own plan to be able to contribute to resolving the climate crisis. And so the first generation of these came as the Paris Agreement was adopted. It was really remarkable that so many countries were able to put these plans forward in such a short amount of time. And as a part of the Paris Agreement, all of these countries agreed to essentially resubmit them five years later. And so five years is now 2020. And so countries are really in the middle of making some very, very bold decisions, very critical decisions on what they're going to do about climate change right now in order to be able to submit these revised pledges uh, by 2020. So, so the idea is to use like the convening power of the UN, of of the UN General Assembly, when everyone's going to be in New York anyway, mm-hmm. to try to sort of you know, sharpen countries' focus on this specific issue. Yeah, and so that you know, as you see, you know, the UN General Assembly here in New York is is when uh, you know nearly two hundred uh, heads of state come to town and. You know, the traffic gets very clogged up. It makes New Yorkers very cranky. But there's there's something very important that happens here, which is that for a matter of days, world leaders have to focus in on a series of issues. And these are often the most important issues that are happening at at that moment. And this year, there's an entire day focused on climate change. And, and that's pretty unusual to have an entire day focused on one issue. And the secretary general has said, you know, don't come to me with speeches, come to me with a plan. Um, We are beyond the moment where we just talk about how important it is to act on climate change. And instead, you you need to show up at this meeting saying, you know, what you're going to do and and ensuring that you are increasing your ambition in these climate pledges. So it's a really important time. So so it's my understanding that, um, you know, uh, on the 23rd, on Monday the 23rd, when the actual summit happens, um, you'll have speeches and presentations, I suppose, by governments and civil society and, and businesses. Um, you know, in my years of reporting uh, on the UN, sort of one thing that always kind of I keep coming back to is that process influences, sometimes even dictates outcomes. So can you take us a little bit like behind the scenes about who is going to be presenting, what kinds of plans can we expect to be um, discussed and, and talk a little bit about like the substance of the day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really, really packed day. And uh, there's a, there's a couple of things that are going to happen and, and the agenda is still very, very fluid as things are evolving and changing, but, but it's going to be really exciting. So The Secretary General has asked for the countries that are going to take the podium in that big General Assembly Hall to be able to make a real announcement that you can't just get up there and not have something very important to say. And so there are about 62 countries at the moment that have signed up for that and have submitted uh, to the Secretary General sort of a general sense of what um, they, they would be able to say during their intervention. So part of the day will be those speeches sort of uh, in, in, you know, they each each head of state has about three minutes and they will go kind of uh, one after the other. But then within that, there will also be a set of 11 presentations on sort of big, bold initiatives that have been developed 
you know, over the last weeks, months, sometimes even years uh, that are real game changing initiatives. And so we'll see things on energy. We'll see things on forests. Uh, we'll see things for, by small island developing states of the world, by least developed countries of the world. Uh, these coalitions that kind of come together around these really uh, bold, bold initiatives. So the day will will so, kind so of the idea like is it's, it's interesting like politically like the idea is to dangle the prestige of a sl speaking slot at, at this event <laughs> uh, in 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 order to sort of secure some concrete you know increased ambitions on national pledges. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think that you know the Secretary General has been. Uh, He's been such a champion of this. And, and even from the beginning, when, when he started talking about a summit, you know, people kind of thought, oh, well, maybe this is going to be another moment where it is kind of one speech after another. And, and the secretary general very early on said, no, 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 this is a summit that I am convening and I want to bring heads of state. I want to bring CEOs. I want to bring civil society actors. And this is an action summit. And it's not just a climate summit. It's an action summit. And so everyone who's going to come to this summit and certainly anyone who's going to be on stage at this summit needs to be talking about what they're going to deliver. Um, nothing. We're sort of past the days of being theoretical about climate that that we don't have time to lose. So we're speaking a little over a week uh, before this summit kicks off. Is there any sort of sense, if not the concrete details of the kinds of action plans uh, we can expect to see? Like, what will they look like? I suppose they're probably not public yet, um, and they're maybe not even finalized yet, knowing how things work uh, around the UN sometimes. Um, but can you just sort of preview for, for listeners, like, the kinds of things we might expect and, like, how granular a detail will these plans include? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, the, the plans aren't aren't public yet, and um, certainly there there's a lot of uh, there's people who aren't sleeping at the moment because everybody's trying to make sure that things can be as, as bold as possible by the time we get to the 23rd. Um, but, but what is interesting about what's kind of emerging here is that the, the summit itself, it, it's going to include a lot of different types of actors. And so it's not just about heads of state sort of coming and saying they're going to enhance their national climate pledge. But it's also about groups of CEOs, mayors, governors, uh, and others that have something very bold to say. And so we'll see things that'll talk about cities. We'll see things that will talk about adapting to the impacts of climate change. We'll see things about energy and really kind of ways to tackle the climate crisis from a really multifaceted perspective. And is there any sort of... Um mechanism built into this process to ensure that the pledges made and the announcements made are, are actually sort of followed through? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a, that's another reason why that, you know, the secretary general and, and the UN, when, when people get up on that podium and, and they get in that general assembly hall and they say something behind that podium, the world is listening. And now in particular, we have a youth movement that is going to be listening to every word that everyone is saying. And there's an element of transparency there that I think is, is really important, that when a head of state gets up and says, I'm going to do ABC, that that is going to be cataloged there, that will be written down, that will be talked about in a way that keeps it in the public eye. And certainly, you know, there's a, there's a way that, um, you know, the 
youth of the world can help to to hold everyone's feet to the fire to ensure that that this that this happens. So it's interesting. Um, it's it, like like the youth um, mechanism for ensuring that these uh, issues are followed through is also seems to be like built into the sort of schedule of the week uh, that there's a mm -hmm. youth climate summit happening the Saturday before the UN climate action summit. Can you talk also a little bit about like what can we can expect from from that? Yeah, absolutely. So the two days before the summit, I, I actually like to say the summit is three days, not one, because the two days before the summit, the Saturday and Sunday are packed. And the Saturday is the youth summit led by the UN Special Envoy uh, on Youth. And you know, hundreds of young people from around the world are coming to the UN and they're talking about solutions and they're talking about being agents of change on climate that how to raise their voices when it comes to solving the climate crisis. It's not just about talking about youth being impacted, but more about what youth are doing. It's really exciting. And then on the Sunday, there's going to be a number of events across sort of nine different tracks that are a part of the summit that will be very uh, substantive, much more technical than what you'll see on the Monday, but really setting the stage for a lot of the the conversations that will then happen at the political level on Monday during during the summit. Um, maybe like taking a, a step back for for a second. Can you you know you've been you know working on climate issues at the UNDP and and around climate issues at the UN for for a while in general. How or have you perceived perhaps a difference in how climate issues are approached around the UN since the growing popularity of of climate activism over recent you know months and and uh, over recent months really I mean we're seeing like the star of the show uh, at UNGA this year will most certainly be Greta Thunberg um, like how has her movement how has her kind of activism sort of changed the way that the UN is operating on climate change if at all. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's there's a few ways, and and you know it is fantastic to see all of these young people uh, coming forward and saying we need to do more and we need to do it faster. And I think that you know the movements out there are um, really helping to to demonstrate that there's such a generational issue when it comes to climate. There's a generational inequality there because the emissions of this generation will profoundly impact the next generation. And I think that's why people like Greta and, and others are, are having such a powerful impact because they're able to say, you know, I ha now have to think about climate change my entire life. I, when I think about what career choice I'm going to make, when I think about where I might live, climate change is going to shape all of that. And it's not my fault. And so for them to be able to say that to the people of the world now, I think it, it it's really, really powerful. And we've seen this at the UN a lot in terms of um, being able to take all of that momentum, take all of that energy from young people and say, yes, we hear you. We hear what you're saying and we want you at the table and let's work together and, and do something. Um, it's, it's, it's a really special time. Say a month from now, um, or two months from now, you're looking back at this uh, climate action summit and the climate-related events happening around the UN during and on the sidelines, and, and really, actually, the heart of UNGA. Um, 
how will you determine whether or not this climate action summit has been a success? Like what indicators will you be looking towards that would suggest to you um, that this you know, big confab that happened at the UN on Monday, the 23rd of September um, was actually meaningful and resulted in, mm-hmm. in some concrete action and change. I think for me, it is all about the big, bold promises and the delivery of those promises. And so kind of back to what we were talking about before about, you know, when a head of state gets up there and says, I'm going to go, you know, carbon neutral by 2050, that is a really bold choice because it requires that head of state to completely transform their economy. And that requires private sector, it requires civil society, it requires academia, it requires journalists and storytellers and artists to to all be a part of what that change looks like. And so what I really hope is that, you know, as we see this evolve over time, that that the statements that were made at the summit were that starting point for all of that action that it ushered in a new era of delivery on climate change, unlike anything that we've ever seen before, at a pace that we have never seen before. Because that's, that's in the end, that's what we need. And that's what we need this summit to do. Uh, well, Cassie, thank you so much for your time. This is very helpful. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been such a pleasure. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Cassie Flynn. That was very helpful and a useful curtain raiser, I think, to a major UN climate summit. I'll have lots more UN General Assembly UNGA coverage in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. I will see you later. Bye.